All right, welcome, welcome, welcome back. All right, it's your boy, your co-host, the notorious MOE in the place to be, and I'm here. We're bringing you another installment of the Get Live with the Crew podcast. All right, we got a great show for you guys this week. We're gonna be talking about life. We're gonna talk about scandal. All right, most of that's gonna be in baseball, but we're also gonna be talking about a little bit of the WNBA, the new CBA agreement. You know, and uh, yeah, that's 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 what we got for you guys this week. So you know, sit back, relax, enjoy the Get Live with the Crew podcast. How does it Please. feel to get oh, cheated out of two World Series, Yankee fans? How does it feel? How does that feel? I'm gonna try and jump into it I'm like gonna, that, bro. I'm gonna, like I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say that by just making this noise. Boing, 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 boing. <laughs> that's how it feels. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. That's how it feels. Uh, I the different one is more like a wah, wah, wah. <laughs> You know, you hate to see it, fellas. Um yeah. you, you really hate to see it. I just I just personally want to know um what what's going on. This this should be the time Yankee fans are rejoicing. The Red I'm Sox just... I feel duped because I thought the Astros were that nice. I thought they were that nice. Yo, I yeah, I thought they were filthy. <laughs> like, I would sit there and watch I, I them like, and be like the Yankees pitching is just getting beaten out of nowhere. Like, it's literally like the game is like night. It's good. First couple innings. It's just out of nowhere. They can't, they throw it anywhere near the strike zone. It's over. But then I thought, well, they had good pitching that year. I don't think the video they have good really pitching. They've had that. good pitching every year. But the same, I'm not like talking about was, them getting us getting pitched against. I'm talking about them hitting anything that was thrown. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. I know. But I'm saying they, they were still nice. Like, they still had good talent. Like, you, that's the thing about the, the Astros. Jose Atuve, you saw the Jose Altuve home and away stats, right? Come on. Yeah. I, but yeah. that's that's Altuve, though. You know, I didn't say oh, everybody. How about don't rip my jersey off as he's running for the, to the home plate? Come on now. That's just because he liked his jersey. Let me ask you guys something. So if no. you're a Yankee fan and whatnot, and you hear the story that came out of Houston this past weekend from FanFest, and the Astro, fan, the Astro players are still sitting there saying that, you know, yeah, we're still the team to beat. You know, we'll be in the World Series this year. I mean, knowing what they did, they're basically not being apologetic. Like, they're basically just being arrogant about it. If I was a Yankee fan or a Dodger fan or whatever, I'd be beyond pissed right now. With that. You know what I got to say to that? And this is totally not going to be PG in the slightest. And this is to every Astro player and every Astro but in the Astros organization, the fans and everybody. Suck my dick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I'm here for work. I like it. You know, I'm here for all that. I want smoke with all of Houston. I want smoke with the whole organization. I want to walk down to the front door of Minute Maid with Aaron Judge and start throwing baseball bats in windows. I don't care, dude. Fuck them. Yeah, like I, with Aaron Judge. Me the you judge. know who, other than Pepperidge Farms, you know who else remembers that the Houston Astros were the fucking bile of the baseball world with how terrible <laughs> their fucking team was? Are you kidding me? And all of a sudden you win two World Series and you fucking cheated and you had the players good enough to do it? You absolute loser wannabes? Are you kidding me? Come talk to a guy who's got 27 fucking championships who's been there before. And you know what? Yeah. I'd say two championships by the Mets is way better than anything that they will ever win because it was two hard-earned earned championships. Jeez. Okay. Wow. And, and I See never about- say anything nice about the Mets ever. And I just did that for you Never. guys. <laughs> this is the first time ever. He just did that to, to throw shade on the Astros. That's the only reason he actually Hey, 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 hey. Other but we'll take it. Up. Yeah, right, right. Thank you. Shut, shut up. We'll take but, it. Um, nah, but you better clip I that. I actually taken a completely different approach on this whole, oh, of like, course. on, on that, that whole, because this is the way I see it, is 
one, like Shep said, is the Astros had a team good enough. I feel they were good enough to win that World Series as dominantly as they did know. But I feel they had a team good enough to win it in the end. So mm. all they really did was screw over themselves if the MLB actually strips them of their championship. And if MLB doesn't strip them of their championship, they still have to deal with all the fans being like, well, that's not a real chip. So it's like somebody, somebody really work, did, somebody warm up the asterisk key when they're typing that bitch yeah, into the right? fucking like, history books. <laughs> Yeah. I, that's all they really did and as a Yankees fan I feel like going forward I feel that's what I'm saying I feel the same way as I did when we lost to the Astros and to the Red Sox I feel like going forward we're still in a place we're gonna be there next season they gonna have to right. see us so it's like yeah you you got it this time but you cheated and now we know so next and guess time, what wait. and guess what my guys are savages in that box all right oh boo Boo! <laughs> a new slogan. It's 2020. I, I, when a slogan is created next year, I will use that slogan. I doubt you guys will come over. But no. But all right. So now that we then got the, um, you know, the the. Now you got me all riled up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys obviously know that we had to get rid of our manager. Now, before you guys jump in, we're going to let Tom. Wait, wait, wait. We're going. To... Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Let I'm going to let the analytical guy. Oh Jesus! Explain, explain what that means. What we should have did. What we didn't do. And what needs to be done now. Well, we have Luis Rojas now, but from from there, where do we go, Mr. Tom? I'll tell you what. Um... Looking back on it right now and just thinking of, you know, watching the whole process the way it went down the first time around and then with this whole thing with Beltran, mm-hmm. I think the Mets finally got it right by hiring Rojas. He probably should have been the guy that was hired first. Everything happens for a reason. Everything ha- – exactly. And but I sort of feel bad for Beltran because, you know, he sort of got screwed over because he, he was the only player named in the entire report. And I really believe he was named not just for the fact that you know, he played the role that he did, but the fact that he got a managerial position in baseball once the report came out, I really believe MLB was looking to get him out as well. Yeah, he was, he was I firmly, the, the I really believe person that. they could have got down. Right. So, I mean, you know, he took the fall for it. But at the same time, I really believe the Mets made a correct – you know, they corrected the ship the way they should have. They should have hired Rojas from the get-go. And the funny part is that I find is a lot of fans are sitting there saying, well, hell, well, we should have hired Girardi. All right, fine. He probably, he probably would have been the most logical choice out of the bunch. And I know even myself was saying the first time around that we should have hired Girardi. Right. He's in Philly. You can't do nothing about that. At this point, I, I really believe there's going to be a hell of a lot better off with Rojas running the ship mm-hmm. between knowing the organization, having managerial experience in the minors, knowing the players, and knowing the organization the way he does, I think this team's going to actually do really, really well this year with him running the ship. I think we will. Too. This is going to be a pretty big year in Flushing. I really believe it. And I think just even the managerial change this late in the game, I don't think it's going to affect this team as much as most people think it's going to. No, not at all. I think this actually may have helped them in the long run. Mm-hmm. So... I just wish we would have got more. He would have got more protection. I guess I understand why because the whole Carlos Beltran and they still have to pay him some type of money despite him not managing um, a single game. Well, they're not paying him anything. Not a dime. I think we talked about that too. I my under my understanding is that the team is giving a two hundred thousand dollar donation to its foundation. Yes, yeah, and truth. the rest of the contract is null and void. Wow. 
Wow. They got out of that contract completely, yeah. minus the 200K. Nice. Yeah, they, they did good then because Cohen. Yeah. <laughs> the hey, listen, wait, wait, wait. They weren't firing another manager to have three managers on the payroll for 2020. Yeah, yeah, yeah no. no. Not with the new owner coming in. So, I, I mean, think, they still got to pay Callaway this year. Right. You know, they would they would have had to have paid Beltran if it wasn't for the fact that they were able to avoid the contract out because of what happened. And then they got to still pay Rojas whatever he's going to make this year, which right. – I mean, I'm assuming he's got to be getting, you know, 800 grand to like one, 1.1 million at least. So, eh, well, I listen. I just, I just want us to to be able to compete throughout the season and not just the second half this time. And I think. Well, okay. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Go no, ahead. you got, it. you got, it. you got it. I trust you. <laughs> all right, so. All right, you know, you were talking about competing all season. All right, so. Vegas right now has the Mets at an over-under for 86-and-a-half wins, hmm. which pretty much puts them where they were this past year. I'll right. take the under. Oh, I'm going to take the over. Right. I'm definitely taking right. the over. Right, right, right. The Yankee fan is going to take this team, <laughs> Yeah, I got to be a piece of shit to you guys. But I'll tell you right now, I mean, I would take the over at 89-and-a-half. All right, guys, got to go. Wait, what, Shep? Come on, Shep. Come on, Shep. Come on, man. Come on, man. I Yo, think, you know what, man? I think you know what? I think you guys are going to win 90. You guys are going to win 90. I'll give you that. I think. Well, there's your 89 and a half. Right, right uh, yeah, there. Right literally. There. Oh, I'm not going to bet on it because I'm not going to bet on I'm not going to bet on a half ever. But right. you know what, man? And also, too, this hasn't been said. I just want to say this real quick. Alex Cora, can you, when you have your time off, can you go visit a volcano and then jump in it? <laughs> Sorry. That's my bad. All right. Back he's, to, back he's, to going, our, he's going through enough already, Shep. Come on, man. Back to our regular oh, schedule yeah. programming. He's, go, he's going through enough right I'll now in his life. I would hate oh, him right now. <laughs> I, I did have a question about Alex Cora because I was talking to somebody, mm-hmm. and they made the mention that – the Red Sox could have potentially been in the same situation that the Patriots were in in 07 when they decided to keep Belichick instead of getting rid of him. And it like, it turned out to be the, the good move for the franchise because obviously they dominated for another, what, 13 seasons after that, won three more championships, been to five more Super Bowls. So like in that sense, I'm wondering, do you guys think that one, the Red Sox will be able to find another manager that will bring them to the postseason like that. And two, do you think that it was right for them to fire Alex Cora before the investigation with the Red Sox was done, or should they have kept him? <laughs> I, I say you fire Alex Cora just because the way he's been handling the whole thing, Mister I'm innocent, even though he was the fucking mastermind. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You gotta figure. I mean, you gotta I, figure I he's like got to be getting at least two to three years suspension out of this. Yeah, that's that I mean, if they find him guilty with the Red Sox and the Astros, there's no way in hell he's not getting that. Pete Rose, that motherfucker. (laughs) Wow. That's a little little of the story. And the first part of your question do I think the Red Sox would be a dynasty in the way the Patriots would if they would have kept Alex Cora? That's a big absolutely not. not. Do you think? (laughs) Yeah. Not like that, obviously. But what I'm saying is the Red Sox over the. Since their last championship in what was it, 2012, they have been, they haven't been. So 17, the bro. Seventeen. 
No, I mean, I'm not including that one. I'm saying before that. What is, like, they haven't been in the postseason mm-hmm. as regularly as I feel like I'm used to seeing them until they got Cora. Well, I'll be honest with you. Leading up to Cora. Since 03, nobody yeah, but Cora was only there for two years? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, I believe years. he was only there for two seasons. But, like, that, I feel like they didn't go as far – they don't go as far as I usually expect them to. And then they finally, like – lived up to what you expect out of the Red Sox when Cora was the manager, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Oh, you know man. I'll, I'll tell you what, though, man. He's, like I said, he's only been there two years. And you got to look, look at the Red Sox right now, and you got to look at the way the franchise is going. I mean, I don't know if there was a report tonight that the Padres are now talking to the Red Sox about trading for Mookie Betts. They're looking to trade David Price. They're looking to shed payroll because they want to get under the luxury tax. That, let me tell you, that American League East division between the Yankees and the Rays alone, Boston's already a third-place team, whether you have Alex Cora managing the team or not. Or not, true. Right. So, I mean, I don't, I don't think that Cora's going to make that big of a difference. And to be honest, you got to think, they're going to bring in a manager with experience. They're yeah. not going to do what the Mets did and bring in somebody that, don't have, that didn't have the yeah, experience they're gonna bring like a major league level the manager. Yeah. Right. So, I mean – now it's just rebuilding the roster to the talent. But I have a feeling Boston would have ended up in third place this year with Cora or not Cora at the helm. It wouldn't even have mattered. Because well, I just don't that, think the, the, the personnel is going to be there. They're going to start trading off in July. This is true. I mean, that, and that's, I, I agree with what you're saying. I feel like, mm-hmm. though, they may slide lower than third now. You like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like Alex no, 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 no. If we get to see, if, no, no, I'm no, letting no. you know right now. If not the, that bad. If the Red Sox Toronto's are in Blue, or, I was gonna say, if the no, Red no, Sox no, are in Blue Jays territory by the end of the year, I am gonna be one of the most painful people to be around for any Red Sox fan. <laughs> okay, so you know, <laughs> like I'm telling you right now, if we're looking at like 50 wins and we got a month left in the season, I swear to God, I'm going to Boston and just knocking people. <laughs> Out. <laughs> He's just walking the street, just hitting people. Oh man! Yankees hat on backwards, baby. You know how it fucking goes. <laughs> no, nah, I don't. I don't. Speaking of your, your your Yankees, listen. Me and Tom, right? More so Tom than me. Um, <laughs> he was what trouble me, into? He was telling me before uh, the Hall of Fame announcement. He was like, you know, it'd be great. He's like, you know, it'd be really, really great. If Gary Jeter, he was not the unanimous vote. He can't get the unanimous vote. Got to make my night. And then lo and behold, I think it was Shep. I forgot who it was. Somebody was like, man, who the hell didn't vote for Derek Jeter? Yo. Who, well, and I know who wanna, it was, too. You want to hear something? You want to hear a slice of humble pie that I'm about to serve up that you will probably never hear me say, okay, ever again, and you're lucky we're recording this. Derek Jeter doesn't deserve 100%, and here's why, even though personally I think he does, but he doesn't deserve 100% because there's people at that position that have played at a higher caliber than him. Well, I agree with you. So where Mariano Rivera, yeah. nobody has ever seen what that player has ever done before as a closer doing one pitch only, that deserves a unanimous vote to me. 99.7. First of all, I'm telling you. Coming from a Yankee fan, I'm a, I'll tell you what, I'm, I really respect that coming from a Yankee fan to say that, though. Yeah, I appreciate that. I respect time. that. So now, I'll tell you, I, what, you talk to Yankee, you talk to most Yankee fans right now, and they're saying, you know, I'd love to know who the son of a bitch was that didn't vote for him because I'm going to go find that the writer and kill him. I'm like, I'm telling you right now, I would be holding down. the sign to that down. picket line. I would be front row center to that picket line. 
just because I want to be an angry Yankees fan. But I understand what the reality is. The reality yeah. is, is there were players at that position before him that did it better. Do, do, do they hit his home for me? No. It's the Yankees. There, nobody's going to be better than Derek Jeter in my eyes. But the reality, baseball, the play with players, the play speaks for itself. He was an upstanding guy. He was one of the best players in Yankee history in my eyes that I saw before anybody wants to jump on me about that. Right. <laughs> and, you know, the thing is, is that it, – it's ninety nine point seven, folks. Like it's all right. Like, <laughs> How much more perfect yeah, one is that? I mean, come on, it's one freaking vote out of three ninety seven. I, you know what? But if we, they do say who the guy is, yes, I will be creating a fake Twitter, and yes, I will be destroying him. So it's like you know what I mean. Like it is what it is. Yeah, just, that actually it brings up an interesting point though that I'd like to throw out there to you guys though, which is. Mm. You know, and I like the way you brought up about Mariano Rivera and how, you know, he was. He was the best reliever ever to pitch. The guy did it with one pitch. He deserved 100% of the vote. Do you think, though, knowing what you know about the writers and how they handle things today, mm-hmm. will there be another player, though, that gets 100% of the vote? Absolutely not. Oh, uh, Mike Trout. Mike Trout. Uh, no. Dude, if Mike, if Mike Trout, Trout doesn't win a World Series and he gets 100% of the vote, I will yeah. be no nah, with with Joe Madden. He's going to win one. Joe, Joe Madden's we'll going to win. One. You sure about that? So yeah, the Mike you, Trout actually you, told one. you need some pitching oh, out there, man. They get one more pitcher at the trade deadline. Call Boston up. Call Boston. Listen, if the Angels well, are at a certain, well, they place, could have David Price if they want to take the money. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> <at> the, <laughs> but that's the point. Like, <laughs> if the Angels are in a really good position in the West. And the A's aren't like eight games away. They're more like 16 because that's the only team I fear in the West to make a comeback like that. I mean, outside the yeah. – well, no, the Astros. I feel like the Astros might be a, a step down. Like, that's what's crazy. I don't think the Astros are going to take a huge step down from – No, they're not. Where they, where they you know, where they've been. But I – Not I right think... now, but they will in a couple – they will slowly after this oh. year. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, so, yeah, so I, I believe when that – When's Brickman go for you? I'm trying to remember now. Is Brigman free agent after 20 or 21? I don't remember. I want to say, hold on, I got you right now. He is a free agent after. Do, 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 21. All right. I got 100 bones saying he's in pinstripes after that. (laughs) Uh, I ain't going to front. He's a fire player. Well, He's also I'll tell you what, though. I was about to, and that's exactly where I was about to go. Do you want him on your team? No. It's too late. <laughs> he said, but, <laughs> um, but at the same time, no. I didn't want to. He'll be there, it. but no. And the thing is, though, is I'm going to tell you straight up, I didn't want anyone in Carnacion on the team until I saw him crack a couple home runs. I was like, you know what? He'll be all right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. I'm sure he does his job. No, it's not that bad. I was tight watching Edwin and Carnacion. I'm like, I hate this fucking parrot walking Blue Jays motherfucker. And then guess what? He hit a home run. I'm like, you know what? I think I can deal with it. You know what? I think you know I what? Think I think you cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no fucking walk the parrot in Carnacion. Fuck you know what? I like birds. I like birds. Birds are cool. That's funny. But no, but, uh, I just, I, go ahead. I wanted to get my to start the bird thing. <laughs> I think I think Cespedes did a couple things, and then Edwin Edwin ran with it from there. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 
Unfortunately, Edwin was smart enough to get chased by a wild boar. So there yeah, you go. Yeah. Mo, you said you were saying something? I heard Cespedes was pissed that he missed the running of the bulls, so he's at his house doing the running of the boars. Mo, you had something to say? <laughs> oh yeah, I, would, I wanted to be able to like get my tidbit in on the the Jeter situation because he's go. Tim yeah. Tom asked the Yankee fan, and I didn't get to like you know put my input in on that. But um, in terms of the, no, no, it's all good. It's just the we like you, we kind of we're talking about it and segued into the Astros, and I didn't get to input in there. But um, what I wanted to say was I feel like yeah, if, if Jeter didn't get the unanimous vote, Mariano's gonna be the only player to get that unanimous vote. I don't see why, like, I don't, all right, so this is the way I wanted to say it is, I understand what Shep is saying about Derek Jeter not being statistically best, the best shortstop that's going to go into the Hall of Fame. That makes sense. Me, personally, I'm only 25. Let me start by saying that. But I have never seen anybody, period, get to a position like Derek Jeter had being the captain of the New York Yankees and run it for so long with so little like disruption, so little like problems. He was never in the media. Like he ran the media to a T that which the New York media is impossible to handle. Ran it to a T. Like And that's why I wanted him at a hundred, but the thing is is that the the realist in, inside of me is like, you know what, I understand why it wasn't. Yeah, I mean and that's the thing. But at but at the same time I feel like it's just a writer being a hater, and this is why I. Oh think yeah, that. yeah, the same dude because who didn't vote in the in the in the Hall of Fame because he, he knew Mariano. Mariano Rivera. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It had yeah. to be like there's no doubt in my mind it was Red Sox beat writer Bill Balu who did not who did who decided to not give Derek Jeter this vote because he's the only Let's person who, who decided not to give Mariano Rivera his vote. And, like I don't. Yeah. To me, if everybody else except for one person is able to recognize greatness like that, and then the same team, essentially same team comes around, and it's the other person who really drove that team, and you can't give him that same respect, it has to be the same type of, like, it has to be the same, the same guy, the same reasons to me. Because that doesn't make any sense to me. No, and uh, here's the thing, too. And this is just a food for thought thing. I don't want to turn this into a topic. And anybody who's listening and you guys, just sit on this and think. Does a person that has that much of a a bias deserve the right to vote on the Hall of Fame? Anonymously at that. So, and then just that's food for thought. Think about that in your free time when you want to fucking punch somebody in the face. Well, as we all know, the Hall of Fame voting's been damaged for years. So I mean, it's just another True. reason. And True. Is, is Barry I was, was going to ask, Todd, yeah, go did ahead, you Ma. see? Um, did you see the statement that came out about the Hall of Fame voting when um, Jeter was up on the sta- Jeter was up on the stage, and I believe it was the Hall of Fame, uh, not the not a commissioner, but it was one of the boards on the Hall of Fame. Oh, the president of uh, the president of the hall. Yeah, the president of the hall, and they're like, "Oh, uh, do you like voting anonymously?" And he was like, "Oh, that's the BBWAA's problem." And then the BBWAA guy stands up. He's like, "Nah, it was the hall's decision to vote anonymously." <laughs> like, like they basically. Well, do you know? I don't know if you guys know the story behind that. Do you, I don't know if you guys know the story behind that. There's a backstory with this, if you don't mind me, real quick. Yeah, go ahead. They no, had please. asked a bunch of writers about wanting to make the voting. Um not to have it anonymous and to have it opened up and have everybody's votes state, you know, stated out. They, mm-hmm. they voted that the writers wrote, 
voted it 89 to 1 that they wanted it not to be anonymous. And the Baseball Hall of Fame heads decided it wasn't a good idea, and they overrode it. And that's why you still have the anonymous voting. The right has even said it 89 to 1. Wait, so, I mean, yeah, yeah the right is actually don't want the, an- the anonymity. They want this to be out in the open. They want public balloting across the board. This is the Hall of Fame's doing. <laughs> because they see that as a way to get their stock up. If they can rustle some feathers, they get their stock up a little bit. Everybody could see, ooh, yeah, look at the dickhead who did it. Yeah, well, that's a very possible. Plus, it but keeps people like, you know, not Mr. Tibbs into our business. That's true. So. Yeah, that's a good point. But, yeah, no, that's, that's the truth on that story, man. They voted 89 yeah. to 1 to I have open public that. balloting. I yeah. did not know that the, the writers voted like that. That's crazy. Yep. That's ridiculous. But, I mean, it makes sense for the writers to vote that way because now you have this situation where one person <laughs> – is literally giving everybody a bad name and everybody's trying to figure out who that one person is. Yeah. And odds are you're never going to know. Right. Yeah, odds are no, no, yeah, everybody yeah, can make never. suggestions, but you'll never know. All the writers know. Yeah. Well, the majority of the writers know who it was. Well, yeah, what, is, so. what is it? We had like 50, I think 53% of the ballots are known right now. Okay. Which means 40, 47% of the writers haven't even put their name to what they voted for. So, I mean, to find out, it's just going to be a pain in the neck. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. We'll, 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 we'll no longer care past a certain point. It's like, eh, whatever. You By the time it comes out. Right. Hey, the key but, number is 75. That's all you need to worry about. Right. Right. And with that, real quick, real quick before I, I end this baseball segment, um, does my man Barry Bonds ever get in? <laughs> no. I don't think they could do that. I hope not. You hope not. What you got against Barry Bonds? Uh, same thing I have against Jason Giambi. Oh, you are a Yankees fan. <laughs> same thing I have against Mark McGuire. Damn. Damn. Even, even Barry, Barry I don't think they steroids, do. Man. Come on, man. I mean, this, this is my thing against this – is, this is my reason I feel like Barry has a slight knock on him getting into the Hall of Fame. Because I feel like Barry's biggest claim to the Hall of Fame – is the fact that he owns the home run record. And it's right, like he was a good player, too. He was a good player. That, and that, that's, but he that's was getting in the Hall of Fame no matter what. Right. Before. That, but, that is, but that is my point, is the player that we knew Barry Bonds as before he became the home run slugger was on the course mm-hmm. to make the Hall anyway. So he didn't mm-hmm. have to do that. But the fact that he did that, to me, damages his reputation, which I feel like reputation is a large part of getting in the Hall. Well, if you really want to blame steroids on all this, um, the one the, there was a story that came out a while back that one of the reasons that Barry Bonds, if he did do the steroids the way everybody thinks he did and everything else, he actually got involved with it because he got pissed off that he didn't get the recognition in, in 1996 when he had a 40-40 season mm. because McGuire had 52 home runs. Mm-hmm. And Bonds put one and one together and figured, you know what, I can do 50-50. I'm not going to get – because Bonds was the type of guy where he had to be recognized. Mm-hmm. He had yeah, an ego the size mm-hmm. of the sun. He had to be recognized. Absolutely. He had and to you be see that dangle of the earring? Yeah, well, let me tell you. <laughs> there was a reason why he was a bitter son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and his theory was, and the way many of the writers and people around him felt about it was, was that he got involved into it because of the fact if I can go 40-40 and I can't even get MVP recognition or recognizes that the best player in the sport because 
McGuire's hitting 52 home runs with a syringe in his ass, mm. then mm. if he's mm. doing it, why am I not? Why am I not doing it? Why am, then I can go hit 73 home mm. runs and hit 762 homers and unfortunately it came to bite him in the ass because like we were saying just a minute ago, I mean, even if he never touched the stuff, the guy was going into Cooperstown. He was that good of a The talent. guy was definitely dead into Cooperstown. Yeah. He, was, he like would have been fine. Yeah. He would have been fine. But he oh, needed yeah. to be the star of his day and age. It wasn't enough to just be mm-hmm. one of the guys in the hall. He needed to be recognized then. Yeah, exactly. Barry, so that, Barry, Barry, you kill him, dog. Well, I can throw Clemens yeah, into that too. True. That's unfortunate. Yeah, you need to see it. Definitely. I would definitely put Clemens in that in that basket. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And you guys are asking if Fonz was going to get in. I'm going to tell you something. He only got 60% of the vote this year. He did not move an inch from last That's year. Crazy. With two years remaining, I'm tell- unless unless the writers really all of a sudden just don't give a damn. And, if he, and he's going to have to jump to at least 70% next year because I don't see him getting in next year either. Right. But unless yeah, he's not 77, 71%, then you can forget about it. You know what I think? I think he gets in on the last year. Uh, There's a lot yeah. of people that feel that way. Because I think they just did this to kind of like send a message. It's like, come on, the guy. Punish him. Like, yeah, just punish him by making him wait because that's, that's, that's his ego trip. That's what he's always wanted. He, he just had to have it. He just yeah. had to have his automatic spot. You know, so what we're going to do is going to wait to the very last year. And then he's and only going to get 75%. He does get in on the very last year? How much you want to bet he doesn't show up for the ceremony? Oh, he's not going to show up. And then that's going <laughs> to be not. another thing. <laughs> then that's right. going to that's gonna be he, – he's the T.O. of baseball. The T.O. of baseball with, with drugs. So yeah. there you go. In that punishment sense, though, I do see them doing that, being like holding about to the last year. But I can also see them being like – well, if it was so important to, for him to be popular then, mm. he wasn't worried about the Hall of Fame. Forget him. Mm. He he got what he wanted. He was popular and he got the he got the recognition when he was able to get it, as opposed to doing it the way that they wanted him to do it and using that to get in the Hall. Leave him. Let him have his recognition when he had it. He can't be in the Hall. I can see them saying that. Come on, man. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I can see it too. It's all it's all good. So That's good, what I'm not saying I'm with it or against it. Honestly, I'm indifferent. I would like to see Barry in the hole, but I'm not going right. to shed a tear if he doesn't make it. <laughs> well, you know yeah, I mean? obviously, he's not a Yankee. You I'm in the same boat there. I agree with that. You wouldn't, you wouldn't shed a tear regardless because he didn't, he didn't play for the Yankees. Yeah. All right, next topic. Finally, 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 it appears that the WNBA is getting the standing that these women rightfully deserve. And, um, I mean, enough about that. It's the Notorious MOE, the place to be. We gonna hop right into it. Here we go with more to Get Live with the Crew podcast. The sisters is finally getting some of their just due. Clearly not what we think they should all get as far as, like, you know, equal rights and whatever um, you want to call it. Um, but I did see that they actually get a longer maternity leave, um, and they get yeah. maternity pay. Like their pay is better while they're, you know, doing what yeah. women are. You know what's crazy to me? What's that? I've seen this one girl, I was reading on it, you're paid $92,000 a year. There's people at my job right now making more money. Yeah. 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 That's, that's the thing. And she's that's probably one of the better players in the league, actually. 
Because I think yeah, the highest paid, yeah, the highest paid <laughs> player I think is Candace Parker, and I think she makes two hundred thousand. I think, I think, y'all. y'all now they're not talking about they're they're talking about uh, yeah. how now they're going to be getting paid close to half a million for some of the best players in the league. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which so, to be honest with yeah, you is yeah. not that great. Like for considering, like in like in the terms of like uh, other professional sports, of course. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but th- um, that's another thing is you're thinking of it in the term of other professional sports. But to me, I feel like this CBA, like Alex said, was a lot of the things that are being implemented immediately are going to be for uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like health of living. Like they're going to be for the the players' physical health which is they're trying to make it so that players don't have to play overseas when they're not um, when they're not in season. You know, they're trying to make it so that, like you said, players can leave for maternity leave and not have to worry about getting another job because, like, you know what I mean? Like, players being able to um, sit comfortably on airplanes because they were sitting business class before. Like, a lot of the things that they're trying to do immediately have to do with bringing up the players' actual standard of living. But it seems like the real, like, money – kickback is it going to come for like another four years i think it said question not question statement um let me correct myself candace parker only makes the max um in WNBA, which is one hundred and fifteen thousand five hundred dollars, but she made a 1.2 million dollars last year because she plays for the russian team and she's their star player mm-hmm. yeah yeah yeah. so but that just, so, just yeah, stuff so. like that like that that's insane to think about exactly. the fact that like she had to go to Russia to play yeah. basketball. Russia to play basketball <laughs> to get paid a million dollars. You know what I'm saying? It's just this ain't but, hockey. Now, but now, but, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, you got it, you got it. I was simply just gonna say the fact of like the, there, there's really a fine line that anytime we we talk about this type of situation with the WNBA, like there's a very fine line in which that you have to understand they're being paid based on the revenue that the league brings in is not, it's not just because it's like, Hey, we're only going to bring, you know, give women this, we're only going to have women do that. Yes. The NBA can help. Yes. Other, you know, United States, they would never, but yes, the NBA could help to a certain extent, but it's like, they are two separate businesses. Two separate businesses. Yes, Yes, they're in partnerships together. Yes, they do a lot of things together. They did the All-Star Weekend events, um, one of them together. Yes, all that is true. However, the revenue streaming is completely askew. It is completely off. Now, what what I if I was the NBA, what I would do is at least buy some TV time, like for the WNBA. You know, we don't have to keep donating to um. Not donating. Let me not say that because that, that's foul to charities. Um, we sh- but with the fine money, why why can't we send some of the fine money to the WNBA? Like maybe thirty five percent of the fine money, because I'm sure the other. Because how is the NBA going to spend it? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> All the guys getting random bonuses. It's like oh, and then you look on ESPN. So and so has been fined for tying his opponent's shoes. J.R. Smith. Um, <laughs> and that, that money go like and and the fines aren't light these are like twenty one thousand dollar fines and as we just saw well they, the average they are full player WNBA contracts <laughs> like the average nba WNBA player makes that with three months of non-stop not non-stop but damn near a basketball season three months may 27 and jr just got fined it for tying an opponent's 
shoes. I have to be. I have to be this extreme. No, no, no. It's all good. I have to be this extreme so people understand the significance of like the differences. But however, once again, the NBA behind um, soccer as a, a sport is is second across the world. Like you go overseas, people know and breed the NBA. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If it's not soccer, it's literally the NBA. Like football wouldn't, wouldn't, can't compare. Yeah. Um, it's soccer, NBA, and I would even go so far as to say baseball is next. So, yeah. but then, be, but then ahead. also to go on that, like you said, mm-hmm. soccer across the world is many different leagues where it's just the NBA. Like the NBA across the world All right. is the same so, thing. So, Premier League, La Liga, Enderviz, no, not Enderviz. Enderviz is not bigger than the NBA. Um, Series A. Serie A and maybe no, the NBA is bigger than League One. So those three soccer leagues and then the NBA would be um <clears throat> in that order. It'd be so, the top four leagues, yeah. Yeah, the top four leagues across the world. So with that yeah. being said, like it's I wish there was something that we can do, but like you said, Mo, with the new CBA, and I'll, I'll let you throw a couple more facts in there. Um, mm-hmm. they're they're able to get things that weren't that were basically like basic rights if you will that they should have had like the maternity yeah. leave like i said and then a couple of the insurance policies where they don't have to come out of pocket and stuff like that um traveling expenses you know it's typical things that you know when you when you hear about professional players are going to get their athletes. own players are going to get their own hotel rooms now they had these women shacking up together <laughs> yeah like this was like this was like mike well i've yeah i've known that since joanna man so i was like this man, yeah, Shep, you've seen Joanna, man, yeah, Shep, Shep, before, before, before now, even, even before he said that he was invited to the cookout, but now, now he's definitely invited to the cookout. This hey, man, man's fire. This man referenced he's Joanna, man. Joanna, man, I love you. Even hey, you are a man. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not gonna lie to y'all. I really thought I saw him in the um in the grocery store. Not the actor. Huh. I'm just saying the person the story might have been based on. I might have might have seen them in person. Anyway, oh, yeah. yeah, that's uh, that's not why we're here. But Mo, uh, go you know what I the think... crazy thing is now that we're in 2020, mm. that's almost like expect- acceptable. There are men playing female sports all over the place, and we can't all say right. that. We, we can't, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna say anything about it. Either. We're gonna save that for the next for the community podcast. Right. You should definitely check out the first episode of. Do we pre yo Shep? See Shep. Shep is good. This is Shep is loyal. That he real loyal. You know what I'm saying? You, yeah. I appreciate you, big big chap. I appreciate Absolutely, you. Absolutely. Um, Mo, go ahead and give us one more one more fact from the CBA. Um, and uh, just so, just I, so I think the biggest thing about the CBA, other than like I said, the standard of living that they're bringing up for the females to be able to actually play this game and not be drained and not be completely, you know, a lot of a lot of them get injured overseas because they have to play in the off season. So, other than fixing all of those issues, I think the biggest what's the word I'm looking for, accomplishment in this CBA, the biggest achievement in this CBA, is that the actual revenue share is changing. And like you said, because the WNBA doesn't have that big of a revenue stream like the NBA does, it doesn't seem like the players are getting that much more money. But when you look at it percentage-wise, they're going from making 20% of the revenue share, and now they're going to try and get it somewhere around a 50-50 split. And it's not really going to get there, for, like I said, for another four years. I believe it's an eight-year CBA. And at year four, it's going to um, matriculate and, like, max out. Uh, not max out, but get to, like, where they want it to be with the 50-50 revenue share. 
So I think that is the, the biggest thing. Now that they have the 50-50 revenue share, mm-hmm. now they can work together as an NB, WNBA and WNBPA to raise the brand in total because nobody's going to feel like, oh, well, the players aren't going to feel like, oh, I'm out here raising the brand and they're getting the money. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And the other, the other thing I wanted to say is you said that the NBA should help the WNBA. But like you said, they're two completely different businesses. But one business that has a full stock in the WNBA now that should do something to help them build their revenue because it can mm-hmm. is 2K. <laughs> 2K made a large investment by putting the WNBA in their game. But I feel like I haven't seen 2K really do anything to improve the popularity of the WNBA to make it worthwhile to have put it in the game like that. So I'm wow. waiting to see if there's something on the horizon to really that 2K is going to do or like, you know what I mean, to build that section of the video game. And I believe building that section of their video game will help the WNBA's revenue stream. I think They're probably just going to sell the rights to fucking NBA Live and ruin the whole bit. That'd be annoying. That'd be annoying. <laughs> no, I that, that's insane. Um, now, what I was, now you're good. What I was about <laughs> to say is that maybe what they could do is like, you know, I like in a loading screen, you know, they typically do like TNT or they do like 2K, uh, whatever it is today or some shit like that. 2K TV. Um, oh, oh yeah. The, I know what you're talking about. The 2K TV. Yeah. Give them, give people the option to warm up with, like have one NBA player warm up with a player from a city closest to so at least, you know, people from start familiarizing themselves like, oh, that's Diana Taurasi. Oh, that's so-and-so. Oh, that's Maya Moore. Yeah, that's that you know? that's, yeah. Like have players designated for regions. Like let's say it's the Knicks and, you know, just for conversation, say it's the Knicks versus the Celtics. And, well, damn, that's a bad example. So let's say the Knicks yeah, and the exactly. Lakers. So let's say there I'm warming <laughs> up on my screen with um, – Right now, best player is Marcus Morris. So Marcus Morris and <laughs> Maya Moore because she's she was I think she what did she put for Connecticut? Two. Um, best player they, might be Maya Moore. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, boy, Mo, I love it. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah. So with the Lakers, it'll be obviously <laughs> Candace Parker and um. Oh wait, no wait. Before you, before uh, this is I'm talking about teams before uh 2017. So who would you have again? Oh, you got to do that. Oh, 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 that's right. Uh, <laughs> Jordan Clarkson. So it's going right. to Jordan Clarkson. Or it'd be, it'd be Jordan Clarkson and um, Candace Parker. And I think, damn, Candace Parker would definitely drop buckets on that list. Anyway, um, yeah, that is, she would definitely be the best player. <laughs> so, so therefore, that's not even a um, that'll just give. A, a small glimpse as to how like people can start associating regions and just just to get a just some of the players because I can I can pull up to not you two because I'm not gonna do that to y'all um, but any other players or people rather um, and ask them to name me five WNBA players right now not retired because you know we'll all start naming oh Lisa Leslie Sue Bird yeah right you know Tamika Catchings. Um, what's in a Swin Cash? Like you know, I, I can name all the old. <laughs> you know what's what's funny is how all is? four of those names went right over my head. Exactly. You said See? all four. Godly. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that. But yeah, so just I think that'd be a cool way for two K to at least like start giving. I know it's hard, but certain players some type of rights. Um, I would even so much to say like, just give them a a boost. Like, invest a whole bunch of dollars in their marketing. Like, give them some of our marketers. And by our, I mean, like, 
you know, the male. Yeah, lead. right. Add them to the um, add them to the storyline. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's, that's what I was gonna true. say. That's the key way to do it. Yeah, make it a, like do what Grand Theft Auto do with the three person storyline. Make it a two person storyline with uh, the NBA and WNBA and trying to chase the dream that, in both leagues. See? That would be lit. I would totally just. I, I'm not. I'm just basing off that. I would totally play a storyline that followed kind of like the um, Markel Fultz and oh, I, can't, I can't remember her name right now, but she was the best player on Washington, uh, the best of, of the Washington women's team. And she also Deladon. got drafted the same year Markel Fultz did. Was it Deladon? I don't think it was Deladon. Deladon played for Delaware. Yeah, suck it. I knew yeah, that. I don't think it was Deladon. I can't remember. I'm sorry. Fultz, they were damn near close. Yeah, Markel Fultz and the they were, uh, wow, I'm upset with myself now that I'm drawing this large blank. But there was the the woman she was the best player on the Washington women's team that year, and they believe they both got drafted first. Are you talking about the Mystics? So I would totally play that storyline. That would be lit. <laughs> no, I like it. I like it. But um, so all right, we're gonna we're gonna completely switch gears. Um, I appreciate your intel on that, Mo. Um, oh, you yeah. have you have a, a personal uh attachment to this uh Penn State hazing situation. Um Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I want you to and go Bob ahead. And, yeah, yeah. I once you told me I wasn't I didn't want to hear it either. But um I'm going to go ahead and let Mo introduce it and then I will kind of, you know, just join in as as he goes. Yeah. All right. So um yeah, the the damn, I don't even know how to really start this. So I'm sure you guys have heard about the the Penn State being back in the news with the hazing. And, uh, yeah, I just dig. This is a hard topic to go into. Um, so, first off, I want to start by saying that Penn State, I feel like, has once again failed as a university in terms of dealing with their player safety. That's the first thing I want to say. I feel like Penn State is the – I can't get these words out right. (laughs) I did not expect this. Penn State is allowing things to happen at the college level that happened at my school and high school that I personally was ashamed of. It couldn't like, couldn't fathom how these things were allowed to go on. But now going to the Penn, now I'm saying going to the college level, I don't understand how Penn State can let this happen twice. Like, how do you have the whole thing happen? Then they have the whole hazing incident in 2017. Now they have a law where they have to report all hazing incidents twice a year. And somehow you have allowed yourself to get back into the news about a story of players hazing another, hazing another player so bad that he had to forego his scholarship and change schools. You've allowed this to happen and come out in the media and not gotten ahead of the story at all. That's one. Two, I don't understand how you can continue to let hazing of this nature happen. Hazing of a, I guess I'd have to say a sexual nature, but for for those of you guys who don't know the story, the story is that Penn State uh, player, I believe his name was Isaiah. Uh, I'm drawing blanks all day today. I can't remember what his last name was now. Isaiah Humphreys, I believe, was his name. Mm. But um, he was going to he was going to Penn State. He was, I believe, a sophomore, D-back. And uh, 
he was hazed in the locker room. Apparently, the story is he was um, held down so that one of the leaders on the team, he was forcibly held down so that one of the leaders of the team could put their genitalia on him as like a hazing. I don't know if it's like an initiation thing. I don't know why they were doing it, but they were hazing him. They're trying to teabag him. Yeah, they were trying to teabag him, and I guess that was a way to bring the team closer together. I don't get that. Ironically enough. What I will say is, what I will say is, I have been in a locker room where this has happened. No bullshit. I was in the Copeg High School lacrosse team. I watched them do this to a kid. No shit. And I am not proud to say I had no idea what to do. I couldn't, I couldn't, I didn't defend the kid. I didn't say anything. I just turned my head and walked away. So I, I like, I can get how the players could allow, like, not allow something like this to happen, but I get the, that mixed emotion feeling that you get as a player when the leader of the team is doing something that you don't agree with, but as a subordinate on the team, you really don't feel like you have a, a place to step in and say anything. You know what I mean? Like, that, I, I completely resonate with that emotion. But at the same time, like I said, you are now at a college, a university, a program that esteems itself on teaching people how to be better people. They're different when they go out as the way they came in. They are all improving as people. And you're allowing the leaders of your team to haze people, <laughs> like to haze people to the point where they need to leave your establishment. And the coaches haven't gotten ahead of this. Like the, the staff hasn't gotten ahead of this. The, uh, what's it called? Ah, I forgot what it's called, but there is literally a, a sex crime like prevention camp, like a sex crime prevention program on campus. Like they make sure that they have that in place to protect this from happening. And you're allowing it to happen on your football team for what? Like why has this not been solved yet? You know what I mean? Yeah, but at what point, like, you even said to yourself, like, what do you do? Like, you don't know what to do, especially at that, not age. Well, you can say age. Um, I can tell yeah. Yeah, you can say age. But it's like, it's going to happen. Kind of like, not I, to deviate from your point, but like with yeah. frat houses, they do the same exact thing. Not necessarily the whole genitalia thing per se, because I wouldn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, that's something more sacred. Like, you would never tell that to um anyone for the most part but i also mm-hmm. have zero friends that have pledged anything for obvious reasons because i don't believe in that nonsense um mm-hmm. but i said that to say like it's been going on for centuries and it, not saying like that's an excuse for it to keep going but it's like we if someone hasn't figured it out yet in a way of how to like gauge it or when to step in because let's be honest there's not a lot of leaders, you know, there's not a lot of men who are willing to challenge what's been done for challenge authority and what's been not even authority, just challenge someone who is we, who is normally allowed to do with what they want. Um, and you just don't know how to step up and be like, yo, come on, man, that's not cool. Or, Hey, like, it takes a lot. Like it, it takes like a leader in order to do that. And a lot of guys aren't, a lot of guys are, you know, I didn't see nothing, fear no end. Oh, and this is the favorite quote for that. Hey, you can't be a snitch. No snitching. Uh, but mm-hmm. like, like I try to tell people and I always get some backlash for it. It's like, oh, there's no 
situation. Um, like snitching is not situational. Like you just don't snitch. You never do it. Yeah, like, cool. Yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna tell somebody who sexually assaulted me. Right. Like what? Fucking jerk offs. Ironically <laughs> enough. Um. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> ironically enough. Yeah. Um. I would personally like one, not one, but like if that were to happen, that person has to die. Like, cause I'm it'd be 100 percent against my will. Like you would have to die. Like, I would have to put hands on you to the point of, like, you understand to never even let that thought come across your forehead again. But that's just me personally. As a matter of fact, no thoughts are coming across your forehead again because you're dead. Right, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But that, that's just me and my crazy life. But they're kind of bringing it back to the point that I was making, that it's seen as the fact that these type of things, and whether it's hazing to the level we're talking about or even something not simple, but as lower scale, like, licking, uh, I don't know, like, I've heard people have to get their head stuck in toilet bowl or they have to, like, lick the toilets like weird stuff um just to say like just to be a part of something just to be closer like Shep was saying make the team closer or what you were saying um that's ridiculous like when is that ever signified unity when is that ever like you know in order for us to be a team we have to like if anything it'd be like we all have to go through it again type of thing maybe maybe that is that is seem more team team oriented but it's not it's like hey you're the freshman you know, you're the rookie. Let's bring it back to sports. You're the rookie on the team. You know what I'm saying? Go mm-hmm. get our this. Go get our that. You know, it's a little – in the pros, it's a little more professional, obviously, professional. Yeah, well, they've, um, they've also reduced it in the pros, too. That You can't do that to rookies like that in the pros anymore. Nah, yeah, a lot of them just stick it to um, singing. They'll have them sing a song in front of people, whether it's like the fans. I see NBA players, they – They'll sometimes have a rookie for somebody's birthday. They'll have the rookie sing in front of the crowd before the game or something like that. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I would like things like that though with the NBA because it, 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 we got to think about what culture it is. Um, not not to sound like that guy, but you know the NBA is predominantly brothers. So we would never in no. I mean, I say that most of the athletes I know would not incorporate that. It'd be more so mm-hmm. like, oh, you got to wear a pink book bag. Um, or you got to go get all of our food. That's the, that's the best one. And you got to pay for it. You know what I'm saying? And it's sometimes yeah, that's the best one. Yeah. That's what, the best what's one. the hardest part of the rookie saying no. Um, you get not banned you from know. the team, but you kind of get like that. Come on, man. Everyone has to do it or everyone had to do it speech. And then you man, get, come on, man, go fuck yourself. Basically you the rookie you. saying no to everybody else means you're not a team player. Yeah. Which to me much. is like, so, so, so you're going to base your sporting ability and a sporting team player on this? I don't want to take it in this direction. No, but no, that no, is no. I, I 100%, to me. I 100% see what Stat is saying in the sense that if it's a, if it's a lighthearted punishment, like say, oh, you got to go out there and sing in front of the crowd. To me, that's like, all right, man up, do that. Like, like, like he said, if that's what the team does, that's what everybody on the team had to do when they were a rookie and came in here. That means you are a part of this team. If you don't want to do it, that means you are – too proud of too you have too much pride in yourself to put that pride aside and be a part of this team however if the request is something that is downright dirty disrespectful just low down like has absolutely has no reason to be requested of somebody i'm not going to sit here and say oh that person's not a team player because they didn't let me put my tea, tea bag on their head no that's not what's going to happen but you know what i mean that's 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 just how i feel i feel like there is i don't want to say hazing there's definitely a room for putting people in uncomfortable situations to allow team bonding. Oh, so hazing. 
some people it's like some people are very uncomfortable public speaking asking somebody to public speak is not hazing otherwise all of school is hazing right, yeah. i'm just yanking your chain pause no nah, that was <laughs> hey it's too many uh come on with the the ironic statements man come on man, come on, man. <laughs> but um nah like 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 i said mo has a, a actual locker room experience with that i wasn't thank goodness um, a part anyway. Yeah, that, that, like, that was that was. Exciting. But um, I I just wanted to bring that up because, like I said, like I have been in that situation, so yeah. my heart goes out to to all those Penn State players who, like I said, are on that team had absolutely mm. nothing to do with this, and they right. felt like they just had to sit there and watch it happen, and couldn't do anything about it. So that's why my main point is, how is it possible that after everything that's happened in Penn State's history in the last two decades? that players are still watching things like this happen and feel like there's nobody they can go to right. to talk about it. They feel like they have to leave campus first and then try and sue back. Mm. <laughs> you know, Penn State, they just love playing with balls. All right. And, and, with, that, and with, with that, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we have come to an abrupt end of Get Live with the Crew. Um, we, we will see you guys on the next episode of less <laughs> ironic and punful genitalia jokes. Um, you can follow me at stat. Um, see, I don't got my at name wrong. Uncle Stat <laughs> on Twitter, and uh, three seventeen th underscore on the gram. No, no one else going to throw their. Uh, I, was, I, was I, I, I thought Shep was going there. I, I, I know Shep's, Shep's going to go with the. Uh, the joke one so you know me it's the n-o-t-o-r-i-o-u-s-m-o-e that's mo you know what i'm saying you can hit damn i i i i know i lost it that's my that's my thing on twitter um the other thing i wanted to say is happy retirement to the moat not the goat the moat the most mediocre of all time eli manning <laughs> oh shit well since Mo wants to talk some craziness about me saying a joke one, I'm going to say follow me at Alan underscore Shepard underscore Junior. And uh, just make sure you don't message me. <laughs> and with that, ladies and gentlemen, we will see you on the next episode of Get Live with the Crew. We appreciate you. Check us out on of our socials. Make sure you donate to anyone on the show except for Shep. And, um, and I'll, so, I'll, let, I'll let it slide. This okay, week. thank you. And, and subscribe to the podcast. Shout out to LA on the Ride. Shout out to the Ford Community Podcast. Shout out to everyone who's always loved us and supported us. And with that, we go.